Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The Brewers and Padres continuing their series from San Diego on Wednesday. Travis Shaw back in the lineup after missing two games with a swollen right finger. He's up in the top of the first with first and second one down facing Yolis Chassin. Really nice season so far and a first pitch, ground ball up the middle, that's a base hit. Rounding third is Sogard, he will come in without a throw from Margo and just like that the Brewers take a 1-0 lead here in the top of the first inning. 3-2 pitch, is swung on a miss. Finally got him with a slider down and away. Good battle there, but Garza wins it. His second strikeout. Probably the hardest he's had to work all night. Yeah. 3-2, chopped at shortstop. Arcia has it on a big friendly hop sidearm across. They get Chassin, and the side is retired. No runs, a hit. It was a two-out triple by Cordoba, but he's stranded 90 feet away. We go to the sixth inning, top of the order for the Brewers. They lead one to nothing. They set up inside on Solarte. Myers dancing at first base, not running. First pitch swinging, little looper into center. Broxton on the run, coming in, reaches down, can't make the catch. Now it rolls behind him with two outs. Myers running all the way. He rounds third. On his way home, he will score, and the game is tied. Three balls and one strike, and Bandy lines this one up the middle. That's going to be a base hit. That's going to give the Brewers a one-run lead here in the ninth. Jet Bandy got himself into a 3-1 count, and he delivers an RBI single as Shaw crosses the plate. And the Brewers take a 2-1 lead here in the ninth. Ball and two strikes to quarter, but two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Canable ready, and the pitch is swung on and missed. Got the fastball past him at 98 miles per hour, and the Brewers score twice in the top of the ninth inning to take game three of this series by a final of 3-1. Jet Bandy's go-ahead single in the top of the ninth inning helps the Brewers to a 3-1 victory over the Padres on Wednesday. Milwaukee takes over first place in the NL Central. The Padres get a great pitching effort from starter Yolis Chassin, but they lose to the Brewers 3-1 on Wednesday. Here's San Diego manager Andy Green. Uh, he was good. Again, he's given us uh, opportunity to win a lot of games, and uh, we haven't necessarily gotten enough runs on the board to support him. But uh, I thought, you know, leadoff walk to start the game, and after that, you know, ends up giving him a ground ball to let that run score. But after that, he was, you know, Really, really good. Slider was good. Played off the plate well. Got some chases. Uh, mixed in enough fastballs inside to keep him honest. And thought he did a great job. How big was that play that Ibar wasn't able to hang on to in the eighth inning? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, in the ninth there with the line drive, uh, yeah, you want to come up with that baseball. That's one of those physical things that you know, happens on a baseball field from time to time. Uh, we weren't able to get the double play ball after that to kind of get us out of the inning. Uh, we had a chance right there, and uh, he wasn't able to make the catch. But it's, it's a physical thing on a baseball field that happens from time to time. 
few things that have happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. Is, is that is that a play he should make as, as a veteran? Um, I wouldn't like even qualified as a veteran. I would say he expects himself to make that play. Uh, I, I think like he's made plays like that his whole life. He made some really good plays today in uh, in the field. He went in the backhand side, made some plays, made some nice charging plays. Uh, you know, you look through the like day at shortstop up until that play, he made every single play, he had a chance to. I think he's focused out there. I think he does a good job. I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, he just didn't come up with that ball. Also in that ninth inning, they played a Spangenberg's left. Is there any chance that he had a way to get it? get the ball home or was he only played to the other side of the infield? Uh, you know, I, I think from my vantage point, he had a chance at the plate. And I think given the situation, you probably want to take a chance at the plate right there. Uh, he went with a safe out at first base. I think Ibar was charging through that to go to the plate as well. He was right behind him. So I think Spangy's got a chance to reverse pivot right there and throw the ball to the plate. And uh, I know uh, like when you look at it in 2020 hindsight, it looks a, a lot easier to do. In that moment, he made a choice and he went to first base. Close to the point where Brandon Maurer might be eased off from some of these high lever higher leverage situations later in games. Yeah, you know, with Brandon, I think we like looked at last year and he had a stretch that was, you know, similar to this. Like you look at a week, week and a half, two weeks where uh, the numbers kind of just blew up on him and then he settled back in and was absolutely dominant the rest of the season. His stuff is still there. There's nothing that's lacking right now. Uh, I think when I watch him pitch, like, ball comes out of his hand very well uh you know it's last couple outings it's been like change up getting hit out of the cup of the bat down the left field line by a lefty pull hitter he's almost missing the pitch I think when he starts like coming in a little bit more he'll keep those guys honest and then that change up's a swing and miss instead of out of the cup of the bat I think probably using both sides of the plate will open up things for him a little bit better but uh I don't look at his stuff and get concerned at all and I also know that he went through something just like this last year. Now it's a matter of just like, okay, let's right the ship and get going back in the right direction again. Know he's got the arm to do it. You ever kind of shake your head and wonder at, at how professional Alan Cordoba's at-bats have been considering he's only played in rookie ball before? Uh, he's uh, The, the at-bat that he worked to a full count, hit the curveball into right field, was the most impressive at-bat we had all day. Uh, it was a really good at-bat. Uh, he obviously lines the triple into left center, and uh, I don't see any fear in him in the ninth inning taking a swing at the ball, too. I mean, it, he ends up punching out, but uh, I like where he is. think uh, he's done a really nice job up to now, and uh, he's playing, and he's going to play more and more. Uh, he's having some issues with his ankle today. Uh, nothing that I think will be long-term or anything like that. He's just having a hard time getting going today. Yeah, yeah, I won't start him tomorrow. I think he was available to pinch hit today, uh, should the situation have arisen, but it didn't. Thursday, it's Jared Kozar taking them out for San Diego against Milwaukee's Zach Davies. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.